Hello, friends. Tired of traditional car dealerships pushing you around for five hours just to end up with a payment that's more than you can afford? They're not your friends, but you know who is your BFF? Volkswagen of Boise. They have a non-commissioned sales team that genuinely cares about your vehicle needs. Not ready to buy today? No pressure. Come back when you're ready, and they'll make the process easy and hassle-free with upfront pricing and a no-haggle philosophy. Volkswagen, engineered to buy easy. For more info, go to volkswagenvoice.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We're in our wonderfully cozy home, sitting by the fireplace with a new guest, Becca Bailey. Hello, Becca. Hi. And Natalie, of course. Hello, Natalie. Hi. It's good to have you both here. Oh, thank you <laughs> so thank much. Thank you for coming. Um, we're just chilling in the living room, drinking some whiskeys and uh, eating some charcuterie and talking about what to do during the droll weather of January and February. I'm not a fan this year. Mm-mm. I can usually tolerate it a lot more. But there's just something about this year. I think maybe I've got some seasonal depression, but I need some sunshine. Yeah. And I need to move into spring. But I think that we're a ways away. Oh, yeah. We're definitely a ways away. Becca, where are you originally from? Yeah, I'm from the Midwest. So I'm definitely used to the colder weather and whatnot. But usually it's attached to some snow, which Mm. I feel like kind of makes it prettier Mm -hmm. and like more interesting. And there's options for that. But without the snow, it's just cold and annoying, you know? I feel like we had our fair share of that before Christmas and leading yes. up to it. But since then, it's been this weird, warm blah. Yeah, just Anywho. clouds in the forecast for the foreseeable future. Becca uh, is of the website Boise with Kids. Tell us a little bit about your website and what you do. Yeah, so um, I started Boise with Kids uh, just a year ago. So I'm just a year in. Um, but the goal is to create kind of a one-stop shop online resource for everything kid-related in the Treasure Valley. So mm. we have an events calendar, and we try to put in all of the local, family-friendly, kid-friendly focused events. Um, and then we feature and highlight different Treasure Valley businesses and events and things to do across the Treasure Valley. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's some parallel, Natalie, with what you've done maybe touching that with Hello Meridian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's similar, just niche down to, I think, a very specific demographic. It definitely a needed um, aspect. Um, You know, there's just, there's so much going on and it's like certain people aren't going to want to go to like the things I'm talking about, but they're really looking for something to do with their kids. Totally. And I'm not really in that anymore. It's funny, when I first started Hello Meridian, I was always talking about like the library and like all the things going on. I'm just not doing that anymore no. so you just don't find yeah. yourself so how old are your kids my kids are two five and seven so yeah you're right there wow. yeah we're, we're in the <laughs> trenches yeah especially with the two-year-old you know like we're still in diapers we yeah. still have a nap time like I am home from 1 to 3 p.m every day you know for yeah. nap time and um yeah it's <sighs> we still have a diaper bag and it's oh, it's yeah. hard to travel and you know we but just donated our diaper bag yesterday. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it was uh, kind of a monumental. I held it up thing. and I'm like, sure. "Is there any reason?" Because right. it was like our our gender neutral bag <laughs> that we'd switch back and forth, and I'm like, "Nope, it's gone forever." Yeah. Our youngest is nine, but the memories are still very acute in my in my mind of what it was like yeah. to have toddlers. Toddlers. I think that like that first year was kind of a mixed bag. The first mm-hmm. couple of years is a mixed bag. But I remember them coming into like four and five and really kind of 
reaching a stride and feeling good about things and they could communicate, they can follow you around without having Mm -hmm. to be carried around so much and you could do a lot more fun things, but toddlers are just work. They are. And they're kind of jerks sometimes too, right? (laughs) They're always kind of jerks. Like they're they're just different versions of jerks. Like love them, but like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's sadly Uh, true. So you started this a year ago Mm -hmm. and it's done really well, like very quickly. And um, what I noticed was that, um, because you have a big presence on social media as well, Mm -hmm. um, but you were invited to like, I I know we both dislike this word, but influencer type events and social media um, events relatively quickly um, because the page did really well and it it satisfied a lot of demand. How has it been kind of moving into... I guess not doing that kind of thing at all and then moving into those circles really quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny cause we've actually only lived in the treasure Valley for like a year and a half. So oh, wow. we moved from Pocatello. We're not from there. Um, <laughs> I love Pocatello. It was great for what it was, but Boise is definitely more our style. Um, but we moved to, uh, to Pocatello in 2019. And then, um, my husband got a job offer here summer basically of 2021 so we were in Pocatello for those couple years and then moved here in like July and then I was like not doing anything at the time I was actually doing a little bit of social media management for a random little small company I had a couple different accounts that were very random Um, so I had some of those skills and I had a lot of those um, like community building things from Pocatello where I um, was a big part of our MOPS group, which is mm-hmm. like a mothers of preschoolers group there. It's an international group. It's been around since like the seventies. Um, but I got involved in that cause I didn't know anyone and I needed to meet friends. And these were moms that were hanging out twice a month and they had childcare. And I was like, yep, sign me up. Um, so I got really involved in that and helped kind of with the coordination of all of our events and stuff. Um, and then I started a Facebook group called Pocatello moms because Again, moving there as a millennial, I didn't know anyone. And I was like, well, where do I find the information? I go to the internet, <laughs> go to yeah. social media. So I looked for mom's groups and didn't find one. And so I started one and it um, got bigger and bigger. It was a great just community resource for, you know, where can I find swim diapers? I'm going later today and I need diapers. Has anyone seen them? Or, you know, how do I sign up for soccer? Or where do I find a pediatrician? Things like that. Um, so, you know, the online world is big for moms. Um so anyways, I had like this community building background. And so when we moved to Boise, I was like, okay, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I still very much a stay at home mom. Like my two year old is with me all the time. Um, and then I have a five year old who's in preschool part time and then a second grader. So I'm still doing that, but I just have always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so I started tossing around a lot of ideas of how to make that all happen and what to do with that, those skills and that desire to connect people and moms and all of this. Um, and one of my best friends lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she's like, there's something here called Milwaukee with kids. You should check it out. And so I went to the website and it's, you know, basically what I'm trying to model Boise with kids after. And I was like, this is so cool. This is it. This is it. This is what Mm -hmm. I want to do. So I reached out to the owner and I was like, I want to know what you're doing and how you did this and whatever. And she was so great. And she was like, do it, call it Boise with kids. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I, um, after a couple, like, you know, thinking a lot about it and trying to figure out what that really was and how to do it and whatever, I started it in January. And um, I kind of started as a blog um, because I didn't really know what else it would be or how to really build up that content. Um, So it kind of started off as a blog, but I never really had the desire to be a blogger. Mm -hmm. Um, And then because I had social media background, I was like, well, I have to start an Instagram account and Facebook and all those things. And um, so, yeah, it's been through 
been such a journey, such a roller coaster, like looking back on since I just kind of went through one year, looking back on the year and thinking like, what were those main points where things really changed? And I, I've taken it a couple of different directions and wondered if it could be this and wonder if it could be that. And so it's, it's been quite a journey, but mm. I'm sorry, I don't even know where we were going with that. I don't know, but <laughs> what I what that question it. was. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you find these things. Is it just word of mouth? Do people are, are people coming to you now and saying, Hey, can you post this on the event calendar yeah. or are you just doing a ton of research to say what's going on this week? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, a big piece of it is Facebook, which a lot of people think Facebook is dead, but it's a big place for businesses to put their events oh, and yeah. draw up um, you know, advertising and promotion for it. So I, I go there a lot to just look at what's happening this weekend, what's happening this month locally. Um, and then there's, you know, kind of those main places that are especially kid fam- friendly and family friendly that, I make sure to go there and check there and add their events and stuff. Um, but then, then there's definitely people that will reach out and say like, Hey, we're having this event. Can you put it on the calendar? Or can you help us promote it? Things like that. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. So when you were blogging, when you were thinking of adding some like, um, blogs to your website, were you talking personally like about what you were going through as a mother or is it more about what you thought about events? It was honestly, yeah, it's like I set it up like a blog and I don't know what else to call them besides blog posts, but it was never really that personal. It was my personal experience with places and things, but never really about like our personal life. So I wrote a few posts. You could go you could go on and find my OG posts, you know, <laughs> and I told my whole life story. You know, it was a sunny day in August of 1986 <laughs> and I was born to, you know, whatever yeah. um, and told my whole life story. But uh, it was more just to give uh, background to who I was, but never really meant to be about me and my life and, and really get to that personal side. Um, and then it was more like highlighting different places. So one of my first ones I think was about Fred Meyer because Fred Meyer is not something that I was used to growing up in Omaha, Nebraska. We had Baker's, which is a Kroger brand, but it's a grocery store. It's nothing like Fred Meyer. And wait, do you mean there where the, where you can drop your kids off? Like the daycare? No, no. Did they close that? They I did. Heard, ugh, that was, yeah. I used that. Yeah. And I heard that it closed. Okay, yeah. so Fred Meyer, like, so Fred Meyer, has like a place to hang out? As like, what is this place? <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. I'm confused. Like, Maybe I've been here for so long and I've been going to Fred Meyer yeah, so that's often probably that true. I'm I mean, desensitized. It is a grocery Draw store. some comparisons between okay. your uh, Bakers. Bakers, yeah. So Bakers is um, like an Albertsons. It just, it's groceries. That's yeah. it. But Fred Meyer, at least like in Pocatello, like when we moved there and our real estate agent was like, you got to go to Fred Meyer. It's like, <laughs> okay. So I walked in and I was like, what is this place? There's like a jewelry store. Oh yeah. That is oh. really there's random. clothes. And then there's a grocery store, but then there's like hardware and you know, it's, it's everything. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. got home furnishings. Yes. It's got a s- a Starbucks. the jewelry. It's got the Starbucks. It's got a lot more than just groceries. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you're in Pocatello, I mean, it was, it was where you went shopping, you know, and it was a cool place. And so, um, you know, moving to Idaho, Fred Meyer is a new thing. It's a new place you've never heard of. And I actually had an experience when I was starting Boise with kids, I went to push and pour and I was like sitting on my laptop, just kind of like brain dumping ideas. And I overheard these two women having a conversation and they were talking about Fred Meyer. And one of them was like, do you know what this Fred Meyer place is? Like, is it like Costco where you need a membership? Like I hear they sell, like they didn't know what it was either, you know? So it was like, 
it was clear to me that I wasn't the only one that, you know, was new to Idaho or that these things were new. And these were things that you just needed to know. And so I wrote about Fred Meyer and my love of Fred Meyer. And Something like this, like, really makes me wonder, like... I never once thought that I needed to explain Fred Meyer to mm -hmm. anybody. I thought that everybody knew what Fred Meyer yeah. was. How many other things are we just going through life ex expecting that everybody else knows what's going on and they're completely baffled? Um, in Idaho, we have yeah. a lot of things. Like there are a lot of weird things. I have to write them down. Like that'd be good. We should do a collaborative post about that. Like yeah. weird stuff that if you just come in, you're like, wait, totally. why is this here? Huh. Do you remember the first time we went to Fred Meyer together? I don't. You don't? Is that before we were married? It was our first date. Oh, down in Salt. Oh, remember this? <laughs> yep, down in Provo. <laughs> we... <laughs> Well, so dumb. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. First date? Well, well not really. It wasn't, it wasn't really a first date. That's because, the clarifier. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So the first time we ever hung out, he was just like trapped in the city. And he was like, hey, and we'd been talking. And he's like, hey, um, I'm here all day. Do you want to hang out? So we hung out all day long. Pause. I'd we, met you before. Yeah, yeah. I'd met you back in September. And then I came out like the following February. And we'd been talking and emailing. Yeah, but, but I was in Utah and I needed a day to something to chill something to do and chill for a day yeah so i called you up yes okay yes we so we hung out all day but what was weird was that i was gonna meet my friend and i said will you pretend like we're engaged so i can freak her out we j and we never really hung out by ourselves so we like went to fred meyer and with her pretending we were looking for a wedding ring do you mm -hmm. remember this oh it's just her. like randomly coming back to me and he put his hand on my the back of my like the back of my the small back, of your the back. small of my back, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh damn!" You melted. <laughs> yeah, I'm a thespian, so yeah. I, you've really got to get the details. Okay, yeah, that's great. Anyway, <laughs> um, I totally forgot about Fred Meyer till just then. We did not get up my wedding ring, friend. Fred, you Meyer. could though. I mean, it does. Yeah, totally it's lovely. While you yep. pick up eggs and milk, you I know, could also pick up an engagement ring. It's mm -hmm. you know why not? Anyway, so Fred Meyer, that would be a yeah. We should do a podcast. Weird has it been? Voice. Has there been anything else that has kind of surprised you that you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> I I was at one point thinking about doing a whole uh, series on transplant tips. Mm -hmm. So things for transplants. So Fred Meyer would be one of them. Um, another one that I did was um, when you move to Idaho from out of state to get your driver's license, you have to take the written exam, which was terrifying. Like I haven't taken that since I turned 16. Like mm -hmm. I've been driving for m the majority of my life. Like, and why did it bother you? I had you? to take a test because I was terrified I was going to fail it because people fail it. And also there's Multiple weird things times. about cows on it. Yes, there's like, like cattle questions yeah, it's and <laughs> how like I'm really bad at distances. So like how how many feet behind or yards or whatever yeah. behind it's it was stressful. I don't remember so. the cow questions. You don't? Really. Like do you, you oh, legally yeah. if a cow is like roaming mm -hmm. and you hit it, you're at fault. Even yeah. if like the cows roaming. Cows and, have right away. Exactly. And I was like, wait, Think of that. this question came up. I'm like, what? If I was a Idaho legislature what, or whatever, what would I say? And I'm like, I'm going to say that they have right away. And, mm. and it was accurate. <laughs> How long has that been in the books? <laughs> that, well, that well technically, you can't fornicate in Idaho. It is technically I, against yeah, you the saw, law. I post, you posted that the other yeah, day. I, I feel like there are a lot of these states that have these archaic laws that you're today we think, wait, really? You oh, haven't I'm updated sure. that? But you know what? It's not that surprising. I think that working in the corporate world and writing processes – Boy, there's so many old processes that are just kind of on the books, and you're like, man, I don't have time to get to that. I got new stuff to deal with, and so things just kind of sit and they age, and yet they're still there. Yeah, and so you don't can't do don't hit cows, don't yeah. hit cows, watch and out for cows. Don't have sex if you're not married. <laughs> Actually, I'm fine with it, but you might get arrested. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure that the police have nothing better to do than <laughs> yeah. walking around. Are you legally married? <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, it's so it's interesting. You said that you went to like mops in in Pocatello because I actually yeah. did mops when I moved to Meridian. I really didn't want to have friends that were just based in like church and my neighborhood. I wanted like. But like making friends and mom friends is so freaking hard. Hey, so hard. Do they kick you out of mops when your kids age out of preschool? You said that it's for moms of preschool yeah, kids. Yeah, um, I think that moms tend to age themselves out. Like once your kids are past that point, you're you're not needing it as much anymore. But mm. I think that there was like a mops plus or something that was like for that next stage. Um, mm. But yeah. Sorry, side note. I was just yeah. curious how that works. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I hear a lot about people who, you know, they're just, they want to make friends. They don't, totally. they just don't know how. And, um, and that's hard. Like, it's so hard. Have you made friends since you moved here? Like, do you no, feel like none? <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I don't have any friends. That is like, wait, what? I was about to say, that's not uncommon. It's not uncommon that people don't have. Here's the thing. We, my kids are now in grade school. So like that is the immediate friend group. And I, I, for years was waiting for that where your kids go to school and you're with these same family. Like if you're at the same school for however many years school is, you know, like you could be with them forever. Like these are your people. You're going to be sitting at the sidelines at every soccer game for years with these people. Like, that becomes your community and becomes your people. Um, so that that actually is how I found kind of our closest friends is that they're, they're people that we know from school. But when you don't have that, so when we moved to Pocatello, it was the first time I was a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I would go to the library and just like look around and be like, is anyone kind of cool looking? You know, like, I know, it's so hard. It's so hard and so awkward. And you're like, and I'm, I'm usually a pretty outgoing person, but it's hard for me to be like, hey, you want to hang out? Like, we just met, but here's my phone number or, you know what I mean? So mm. uh, Mops was a good way to kind of get into that. And just they were a very welcoming, loving, generous community that that was their goal was supporting moms. And so they would have play dates and things like that outside of Mops. But then those two meetings a month was clutch because it got us out of the house. And I got a break from my kids, which was huge. Like there was child care provided at the mops meetings and so the kids would go in one room and then the moms would go in another and you'd have like breakfast items and a hot cup of coffee and you could just talk to other moms and that's awesome yeah it wasn't like that i would go to that what was yours Mm. like um it was just like play dates kind of but i had moved here from tennessee and um I, I had been introduced, um, I was a blogger, and I actually randomly found out one of my followers lived like a block away from me. So I moved from Tennessee, and then this one person like saw my house. She's like, you literally live in my neighborhood. Can I introduce you to my friends? And it was scary because um, making friends is just so hard, but they were super kind and um, not like the group I would choose to be in forever because they were actually, they had all been friends since like their kids were in diapers and like I could feel like they were really like solidified but um it just gave me a little introduction I've met most of my friends though through social media I think yeah like that's just kind of it's kind of the new way where it's like those first couple times where you've met someone in person that you've only known online and you're like it's this weird I'm meeting someone from the internet but like it's just so normal now yeah Mm. Yeah, mm. but I did go to like every library function. Yeah, like always. I was always at the Meridian Library. Libraries are the number one recommendation that I give to people on a you know the stay at home moms that have young kids and they're like, I need to get out of the house, but you don't want to just go spend money, which is hard. Yeah. Like I feel like these winter months, it's like, let's go walk around Target. <laughs> 
Yeah. Let's go walk around Fred Meyer. Mm. Um, or, but then it's like, then you buy something or it's like, okay, let's go to a place with a play place, you know, a fast food restaurant and Burger King or Chick-fil-A well, or something. Chick-fil-A but doesn't again, count. Money doesn't count there. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that was Did you my... have that peppermint shake, by the way? Yes. So I ran oh, their social oh, media what? for five years. No way. The local Chick-fil-A before I, oh, funny. before I did, uh, Hello, well, during Hello Meridian, I ran like 12 pages and I ran places that I didn't want to spend money. Because it was like, I was realizing how much money I was spending at Chick-fil-A. I'm like, I should just run their social media. Yeah. But my kids got very spoiled. But, but it's a great shake. Yeah. The no, only the better peppermint, peppermint shake that I had is the one at my father's place in McCall. Oh, Remember that one? Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Is, mm, so good. I know. It's really we went good. there a couple weekends ago. We ditched the kids. We're like, we're going to go run an errand. And we walked down there and just had fries and peppermint shake. I'm like, Fries being an adult is as an so adult. great. Yeah. <laughs> My kids think it's so great. They're like, I can't wait to be an adult and I can do whatever I want. I'm like, yeah, it yeah. actually really sucks. I can't wait for you to be an, an, yeah. an adult too. Mm-hmm. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> be but great. also don't grow up. I've made I them promise. Like you're not, you're like, they put on their clothes to go back to school and they were like too short. And I was like, seriously, it's only been three weeks. How are you already so I big? Like, Dude, our kids are, are, are growing out of shoes like every quarter. Yes. My, my, my son today put his shoes on. And he's like, Mom, they hurt. And I felt it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you are really like we just got these at the beginning of the school year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a 17 year old who she doesn't grow out of her clothes. She just decides she doesn't like them like, like a month later. But, you know, I'm the same. So yeah, right. <laughs> it's OK. So I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking about like it's bringing back some memories. I think that we all go through trauma and our brains kind of shut it off and we don't think about it. But talking about like going to McDonald's just to find a play place outside of your house for your, for your kids made me remember the desperation of finding something to do with our kids. It yeah. becomes a really hard game, hard yeah, game. It's, and I'm, yeah. I'm very empathetic to new, to parents of young kids. It's a tough time for yeah. sure. It's, it's a lonely and isolating time and, I mean, especially when you're a stay-at-home mom with kids, like you don't see an adult until your spouse gets home and you're like, oh my God, let me tell you about everything that happened today and I can just need to talk to an adult, you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, it's a really tricky time. I mean, you're here to talk about like how to get through winter, but like seriously, I'm thinking about it just like winter was so hard for me as a mom of young kids because I did, I don't know if we were meant to be so isolated sometimes. I think... I don't know if we're setting moms up for success in a lot of ways. I mean, we really aren't setting moms up for success, but this is a very new way we're doing things. And we're not a village anymore. We're not supporting each other. Like uh, we are so far from any of our family. I just had a sister move to Meridian and I was like, I have someone to help me if I was sick. Like it's, it's shocking, but I feel like because the, like the Boise area is so family oriented and yet we're all so isolated. And, uh, I, I you know, I don't know the answer to that. Mm. I just, I think I needed to know I, when I blogged, I needed to know that I wasn't the only one who was kind of losing my mind mm-hmm. and like crying a lot and wanting to be so in love with my children. And mm-hmm. at the same time, never mm-hmm. wanting to see them again yeah. and like wanting to get out, but not wanting to put on real clothes. Like it's just a really weird hard emotional lovely time you know Mm -hmm. it's just very confusing for sure and I feel like coming out of those COVID years too where we were even more isolated like it's hard to even I think for me it was hard to even remember like we had a play date with for my seven-year-old over Christmas break and we were like oh yeah kids have play dates like we just we haven't done that in so Mm -hmm. long because 
you just didn't for so long that we forgot that like that's a normal thing to do like on the weekend mm -hmm. you know he could be doing this every weekend going and playing at a friend's house or um you know having him be invited or inviting a friend to go to the trampoline park together like mm -hmm. that's you know normal but we kind of forgot that over those couple of years um mm. yeah, yeah a really hard time to be uh, a young mom yeah. like just when you, you couldn't even get to the park I mean, I was losing it and my kids were a little older and I just, we talked a lot about like if our kids had been at that age where you just, you wanted to get out with them so much. Like, I think there was just a lot of, of mental trauma during that time for, totally. for moms. Well, and so with that, I feel like a lot of moms turn then to social media, which is a really amazing place. Like that's what I love about Boise with kids so much is that I've been able to like dig into this community and meet so many awesome people doing awesome things and, and meet great friends and things. But I mean, I'm, I'm doing that as a job. Whereas if you're just a stay at home mom or just a mom and you're just looking to find community, it, it social media can be so great in connecting people, but also so hard to compare yourself to life on the gram, you know, Instagram worthy, everything looks perfect. Everything looks great. And, and then you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm not great. I'm not doing, you know, so it can be a, oh, it's a hard time. It's a hard time to be, to be a mom. It is. It is a really hard time. Yeah. I'm very curious about some of the things that, that you found. Um, Fred Meyer, beyond Fred Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call this episode beyond Fred Meyer. Beyond, beyond Fred, Fred Meyer. Meyer. <laughs> Tell us like life your, beyond Fred Meyer. <laughs> what have been some of the, your like top three most surprising discoveries? Ooh, discoveries just about life in Idaho yeah. or with kids or. Yeah. With kids. Um, or Idaho. I mean, I'm not going to pick You mean of things to do or of like. Well, part of me is kind of curious as just a newcomer. I mean, you've only yeah. been here a couple of years, uh, but obviously the topic is how to deal with our kids right. and find things for them to do. But I take answers in both realms. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that are obviously moving to the Treasure Valley. Um, and so, what? yeah, I don't know if you knew. Is this new? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is kind of new. <laughs> right. um, but they, they don't have anywhere, they don't know where to start and where to go. So experiencing that for ourselves, um, being new to tr the Treasure Valley, but then also, you know, being able to introduce some of those places that might be the norm, like Fred Meyer to you, are new to a lot of people. So reminding them of different places, even though it might be like, oh, well, obviously, it's mm -hmm. like, well, they've never been, you know? Yeah. Um, so for example, like we love downtown. I love downtown Boise. Like I've been and lived in a lot of different places, a lot of cities and downtown Boise, like I think has it going on. Mm -hmm. um, it is clean. It is safe. It is happening all day long, all weekend long in the evenings throughout the day. Like I just, I love it. Um, and so we go downtown a lot. Like that's where we, like if my husband and I have a date night, like we go downtown, like that's our go-to spot. Um, but I also love to go down there with our kids. So like during Christmas break, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was like, we need to get out of the house. I need to leave. I'm going to go crazy. Um, and so I took them downtown and we got donuts at Guru Donuts. And then we walked down and we went into the mixed greens and just walked around in there. Love that place. Um, yeah, it's so fun. Um, and then we went down Freak Alley and I actually made a scavenger hunt. So I used to be a teacher. And so a lot of a lot of Boise with Kids stuff, too, I like kind of come at from like a teacher perspective of like things to do and like make it a game and like make it educational and whatever. So I made like a little photo scavenger hunt of the treasure or of the treasure Valley, of freak alley with my kids. So we found different ones and they like, you know, mimicked the picture or did something with the picture. And I made that into a little scavenger hunt and put it on the website. Um, and so we went down and 
brought the copy with us and like went and found them all again and took pictures with it again. And it was like, this is really fun. That's we, great. We've done this. And I have, it's so fun. Cause there's a couple of spots where I've taken pictures of them every time we go. And so I have those to like compare them and just seeing them grow. Like what the first one is when we came to visit Boise, like just as tourists. And then the next one was like when we moved here. And then the next one was, you know, in the winter time, it, it was like, it sees their progression, which is kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I'd love our downtown. I feel like it's surprising for people to be like, what would I do downtown? I'm like, well, there's so much you could do, um, even with kids. I feel like people don't realize that there's stuff to do with kids, but I think there's plenty to do downtown oh, yeah. with kids. The Capitol's awesome. We, yeah, fun. and then we went from, from Freak Alley and then went to the Capitol, and I had never been in there before, and I was like, you can just walk in. Yeah, like, yeah you did a great roamed around. Yeah, it was fun. Well, where, are you, where do you live? Um, we live in Boise. Okay, so you do live, so you're not too yeah. far. No. Because what I've noticed, like, especially in Meridian, Nampa, is, like, people do not go to downtown Boise, yeah. which is funny because I actually have a friend who's coming from Boise to meet me for lunch, and she literally has not been in Meridian for, like, two years. Yeah. They just, it's weird because people just don't go back and forth because I think people in Meridian and Nampa just think, oh, I don't want to deal with the parking, but it's, mm -hmm. it's really, it's really not that big a deal. Right. Like, you can park right off of 8th Street in a parking garage and you have, like, everything there. But so many of my friends have literally never been to downtown Boise. Yeah. And they've lived in Meridian and Nampa for like years. But there's, I mean, you, there's so many cool parks and there's so many great like little restaurants or yeah, just roaming. Yeah. I think that's, that's something that I've realized over this year is we live like West, the West Bench is what it's called, kind of close to the mall and Target, like off of Milwaukee there. Um, and so we're really very central. Like it takes us 10, 12 minutes to get downtown. It takes me 15 minutes to get to Meridian, 10, 15 minutes to the airport, 10, 15 minutes to Foothill. So we are pretty central. And so it is pretty easy for me to be like, oh, just go to that place in Meridian or oh, go to that place in downtown. But it is, it is a bigger deal for people if you are living out in Meridian to travel time and whatever. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, there's traffic depending on the time of day. Also, Made car seats mistake. suck, and strollers yeah. suck, and like all that, like Ugh, strollers. all the gear. I mean, By I, the time you get there, then it's like already time to leave, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get all that. All right, so downtown Boise. Downtown Boise, yeah. I just feel like you know the zoo, the Idaho State Museum. I was really surprised at how kid friendly Super and fun cool. it is. Mm -hmm. I really like it. I haven't got a membership, um, and then yeah, the zoo. Idaho State Museum, the Discovery Center, those are all, you know, like right there. Yeah. And then the there's parks so down fun. there. It is been fun. Did you see their announcement I, yeah. today with the Star Wars? I am a faux Star Wars fan, but my kids are, so it'll be fun to go. Mm. Are you big Star Wars fans? Well, no. I am. <laughs> I have kind of a really cool thing that I think is really cool about myself that no one else thinks is cool. But I think I am the youngest person on the planet to have gone and seen New Hope in the theater. Because my parents took me in 1977 as a one-month-old to New Hope when it was in the theater. So it's I think in your blood. I think I'm a Star Wars baby, like yeah. the Star Wars baby. Shane does not agree. <laughs> I think it's cool to believe. <laughs> I'm not going to fault you for that belief. Anyway, that's your fun um, fact. Yeah, yeah. So I think Star Wars is. I think it's just fun because everything old is coming back, and yeah, like, right. So I think yeah, the the Discovery Center's. It, yeah, super cool. I like the slime museum because, or the exhibit because then they didn't have to have slime at home. Yeah, totally. I hate slime. Mm -hmm. I nope, hate slime. Not We've instituted a no slime policy. Yeah, as you should. Oh. All homes should be slime free. I know. Slime <laughs> feels like the that like it came from the same creators as Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I 
despise. I don't know what your beliefs nope, are. Not, I'm sorry. We do not have an elf. We will never have an elf. Oh. That is so smart. Don't have a. Okay. So what else have you found that you think that, and especially just right now when, when things are kind of just cruddy yes. and crappy, where, where do people need to go where yeah. they're just going crazy? You know, memberships are the way to go. I feel like, because when you have a membership to a place, it's not this big experience that you have these high hopes for and you pay a lot of money for it and then you kid has a blowout and you have to leave or a meltdown and you got to go. Mm -hmm. So having a membership to the Children's Museum, the Discovery Center, the zoo, our you, you can go and if you're there for 20 minutes, it's okay. You at least got out of the house. You had a change of scenery, you know, that type of thing. So I think memberships are great. Um, we have one to the Children's Museum. We had one to the zoo. We have one to the Discovery Center. We have one to the Idaho State Museum. Um, so being able to go places that aren't going to cost you money. I mean, that's that's kids are expensive. <laughs> kids are so expensive. And when you have lots of them and admission for everyone or meals for everyone, like it can add up a lot. So that is definitely something that people ask for the most is free events, free experiences, freebies, et cetera. Um, so I always err on the side of promoting those sorts of things first. Um, so the libraries and, you know, things like that. But then if you have a membership, it feels like it's free, you know. Mm. Natalie, what have you found? For things for to go with the kids? Yeah. Well, let's see. I mean, I do like the trampoline parks. Um, sometimes I, Sometimes I struggle because... I feel like with birthday parties, especially that the expectations have gotten out of control. Like every yeah. birthday party is supposed to be like 10 kids and you're going into this place and paying hundreds of dollars. Hundreds. And, like, and I think that's totally fine. Like, like three times in their life, you know, like you, you kind of pick, okay, your big birthdays are yeah. eight and 12 and 16. I think that's kind of what we've done. I like that. But, um, I struggle with like, with those expectations of like, for me, and I know this is not great because it's like not supporting local businesses, but some of those things are so expensive, they really are just special. Totally. You know? Absolutely. And, and so like when those places offer cheaper things, and sometimes they do, like I think um, Urban Air did like a preschool thing and it was pretty cheap, but sometimes pretty cheap is still pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, so I know that for us, like it was still a big deal to like, to, to go to some of those things. Um, and they've gone, they've, when I first moved here, there were a lot less money, like a lot of these things. Um, I, I remember just so often I wanted a place where there was a big playground that was, you couldn't escape it and you could sit mm -hmm. and drink a Diet Coke with people around it. Like that's all I wanted. Yeah. Like I just wanted a place to go sit. So for me, I honestly, part of our budget was to have like Chick-fil-A money mm -hmm. because then I knew I wasn't going to... Um, I wasn't gonna have to cook, and I was gonna be able to get all the refills I wanted, and the pra the player was relatively clean, mm -hmm. and like since they were eating, I felt like that was a little more. Um, it, it made more sense, like yeah. financially. get something out of it, but yeah. it was still like a special thing. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of really fun places to go with kids if you are looking for something extra and special. So you know, Urban Air, there's the trampoline parks, Jump Time, and Fly High, and and those are super fun. And your kids are going to talk about them forever. <laughs> I mean, we just went to Wahoo's over Christmas break, and my kids are still talking about it. I mean, it's so exciting and so fun, and and I had fun too. You know, so I I agree. There's a lot out there, and they are fun, but they are also expensive, and they and so they are special, and they're kind of those once in a lifetime, <laughs> not once in a lifetime, but once a year, once a special birthday mm -hmm. experience type things. I'd taken my youngest to to Big Al's once for her birthday. I think it was, I forget which one, but 
that just this year she said, Dad, I know what, what I want to do on our next daddy-daughter date. And I said, yeah, what? Let's go to Big Al's. And I said, is it your birthday? <laughs> she said, no. I said, then we're not going to Big Al's. My parents, Why would we do that? Yeah, my parents used to have little dates with us when we were kids. So they would take each of us like one month. It would be like, okay, it's your turn this month. What do you want to do? And my younger brother was, for some reason, really into Dodge Rams at the time. Oh, okay. That's so normal. they took him to a dealership and were like, we'd like to test drive a Dodge Ram. And that was his date night. <laughs> I'm sorry, how old is he? I think he was like seven. That's like amazing. he really ran That's them. awesome. Yeah. And it's so funny because he's totally the opposite now and hates trucks. Like <laughs> very like he's a biker, like, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. So yeah, there's some things like the aquarium's not too expensive. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the aquarium of Boise. I think it's a little warehousey. I mean, just I haven't been. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. We came from Chattanooga, Tennessee, though, which has, like, the second best aquarium in the nation. Yeah. Second to Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. and The it largest was, freshwater. Yeah, and it was, like, you spent all freaking day, but it was, like, very expensive. Yeah. Um, and then we went to this one. and But, like, again, when you're just trying to kind of keep your kids busy, um, I took I did a lot of, like, grocery shopping. Like, I know it sounds weird, but Red it was, Meyer. like... Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I take them to the toy aisle. They play. I sit on my phone for five minutes. And yeah. I'm like, okay, now it's time to go. But that was fun. Free entertainment. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. So what else? Like, if you're just kind of losing your mind. I love the idea of the the um, memberships. Because really, I mean, it's like sometimes I think Discovery Center is what? Like 150 bucks or something a year. And if, if you go several exactly. times. you got to do the math. And usually it's like mm -hmm. one or two times. And you're like, oh. That was yeah. worth it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make as much sense for like my family because like one time through they're done. But like that back room at the Discovery Center where you can really just play there for a that while. The toddler area. Oh, is the great. toddler area is fantastic. Um, the the um, children's museum. I, it does feel a little pricey to me for the each time, um, but the membership does seem really reasonable. Because do they still do like the punch cards? I don't know. We've only had a membership, um, but I I do really love the children's museum because I feel like it's it's just it's really a play place you yeah. know it's a, a bigger play place so for those little kids they're just excited to be playing with someone else's toys you know mm -hmm. what I mean and it's engaging for them and you don't really feel like you have to play with them or engage with them yeah. which honestly like that's what we're looking for a lot of mm -hmm. times like I need a break from you go be entertained so that I can have adult thoughts yeah that sounded <laughs> bad but you know what I mean like I want to think yeah. Like mm -hmm. an adult, I want to do other things. Um, and so it feels like a, a place where it's okay to do that. They can go play and then you can chat with your mom friends or yeah. just sit there on your phone or zone out for a minute. Yeah, I got shamed by a really good friend because everyone was, she was out playing with her kids at the park and she's like, why are all these moms just being so lazy and not being here with their kids? I'm like, okay, so let me make this clear. <laughs> like, we're with our children all the time. Mm -hmm. If she wants to sit on her phone for freaking two hours while they play at the park, that's fantastic. She's having like a little bit of sanity. This is a snippet of what her, yeah. their whole life is like. She yeah. cleaned up crap today. Like she was a relatively new mom. She had at least two twin toddlers. And I was just like, no, it's, it's it doesn't work that way. I, I think also people, especially transplants, often don't realize that you have to bundle up too. Like you, you have to just know that it's going to be kind of gross and whatever for all this inversion time. But that doesn't mean that you can't go on hikes and you totally. can't do all that's of these really Absolutely what I was going to say, too. I feel like that's what we love so much about Boise is that, you know, the great outdoors is right there. And there's so much beauty and so much to do. So 
getting outside, going on the green belt. The green belt is so cool. It's so awesome. I love the green belt. Even this time of year, it's great. You totally. just pick a spot and it's close to the water. You still see birds of prey flying around. There's a lot of cool stuff to keep kids occupied along almost any stretch of the green yeah. belt. And you mentioned hiking. Like I love the proximity to the foothills. Like the yeah. foothills, that's one of the cool things about this time of year. I love getting up into the mountains and you can't get up into the mountains until April, May, June sometimes, depending on the part that you're going to. But the foothills, you can still get up there around Camel's Back and do some cool hikes. For and, sure. Um, I mean, and there's playgrounds. A whole, we have yeah. uh, the city of Boise and even Meridian. I mean, they both have so many good playgrounds. Like all of them are quality. Like there's yeah. not any that are just old and sketchy. Like they're all really good. Um, I, that was one of my first posts too, was I went to the city of Boise website and went to like parks and then filtered it by playgrounds, like ones that had playgrounds. And I can't remember how many were there were, but there are so many, like one, yeah. you could go to one, a new one every single week and not reach all of them. There you are know? a like, lot there's of great so parks. Much remember we did the podcast with the, like yeah. the discovery park is such a cool one. Um, and, and we like, we live right next door to Settlers Park. It's one of the reasons we actually chose this house because we were really, um, when we moved to Idaho, we were, we were surprised by how small the lots were as you know, in Meridian, we're like, okay, this isn't a lot of room to like go play catch. Right. But the parks are just so close and we go there all the time, Yeah. yeah. but you don't have to wait for spring for that. One thing right. I want to bring up ha this, I don't know if you've done it, but tree forts coming up yeah and the amount of free things they have for kids is incredible yeah. like you could be and it's during spring break and i'm i'm all people in boise do it but oftentimes people outside of boise don't realize that like kid fort is it has so many things so many free shows and like um cool just activities follow tree fort and just you could be there every single day and you're not paying anything and um, you're just going to be experiencing so much culture right there in downtown Boise. Yeah. yeah I haven't recommend. been, but I, I definitely want to go this summer yeah. or spring break. Yeah. This lady's so, a real fan of mine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just love it because it's like, it's such a cool festival for Boise. Um, we're going to be podcasting there live again. So it's really cool technically because we're artists, which is kind of like, well, we're not, but <laughs> we're kind of artists, but we get to like hang out kind of with the artists yeah. and to see who comes to Boise to be part of that is just like, oh my gosh. I, I'm embarrassed that I spent the first half of my life in Idaho not knowing about Tree Fort because it's just such a cool thing. Such I'm not embarrassed. Thing. It was complicated. For someone who's who's <laughs> not from true. here or from a place that has like festival type music um, venues, it was kind of, it was very confusing to me. And so I thought, eh, maybe next year. Yeah. Until we had somebody explain it to us, and then I thought, oh, okay, that's a little bit more Yeah, we had to literally manageable. do a podcast and ask questions, but it's not embarrassing, like, to the world. Embarrassing to myself that, like, I was so close to something that would I would resonate so much with, and I just I, – I had a hard time seeing that stuff when I was a really young mom because it was just, like, I didn't have the brain capacity. Totally. And, like, even now I can say that to my young mom friends because a lot of my friends are, like, still have young children. Like, most of my friends still have young children. And they're just like the logistics of some mm -hmm. of this stuff, like of packing and making sure you have snacks and like if they're going to, are their bathrooms accessible? And that's, it's like even going this, now when my youngest is nine, going this much further, I'm already forgetting like how hard it is to go freaking anywhere. Dude, mm -hmm. I forgot about snacks. Dude, You so got to have snacks. snacks all the time. So many snacks. And you snacks have to, on snacks on snacks. yes. And like, are they going <laughs> to puke on you? 
you, you know, like they could be the amount of times I was just randomly puked on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I gotta like I, I had this uh Christmas party and like one of my friends came and she had she had, had her hair done, her makeup done. She had the most bomb dress you've ever seen. And within like half an hour of her getting there, her husband called and like her kid was puking all over oh, and she no. had to like go home. And I'm just like I, I, I'm trying to not forget that so that I yes. can be super, um, aware and, and just like my sister lives here and she has a two-year-old and we live in, we are on different planets and it hasn't been that long. Right. But we, it, and I guess I would say just a, a message to the moms of very, very young children. Like it does get better. Oh. Yeah. It does. It really like. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. But it does. Then it gets worse. Yeah, I I read <laughs> something the other day that really resonated with me. It was like, just like our kids go through different stages. So there's the baby stage, and then the toddler stage, and then the preschool stage, and then grade school. Like, you also go through that as a parent. So mm-hmm. you are a baby parent, and you are a toddler parent, and you are entering new stages all the time too. So just as you have patience with your kid as they are growing and you're trying to help them and nurture them, like have patience with yourself. Like this is new for you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be good parents and to be, there was no guidebook for this. (laughs) No one taught us how to do this. I mean, and and maybe we had good examples and maybe we had bad, but our lives are also different and every kid is so different that it's like, you know, what worked for your first kid doesn't necessarily work for your second kid. So like give yourself grace, figure, you know, as you figure things out, like, you know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. I would not recommend social media for parenting tips or yeah. really watching like even like I was a mommy blogger, but I was a very like transparent mommy blogger. Cause well, it was the beginning. Nobody knew what, what social media would be. But, um, I remember watching kind of the rise of the Utah bloggers, which was just a whole weird thing. And I remember even though I was so in the blogging world, I had to just shut that down. Cause I'm like, this is making me feel like shit. Yeah. Like, and it, it <laughs> Yeah, you can get good tips and stuff, but the thing is, is when you have someone, you know, like what we do, we we have to create content. We have to make re- we have to make it relevant, like all the time. So you're just coming up with new stuff that you should be doing and new stuff you should be learning. It's like it's not a very healthy place, yeah. I think, for moms to to really get advice. And also, like those Facebook mom chats, like they're helpful, but they're also very toxic. Yeah, like, there's just a hard. lot of. Yuck. I think just because a lot of moms are going through stuff and they don't have the tools mm-hmm. to go through their mental breakdowns. So they take it out on each other or they get very opinionated about their parenting style. And for me, I just had to really disconnect and be like, um, I think I, I mean, I, I kind of figure out my kids and I know me, but I, I know it, it caused a lot of consternation for me watching that. I don't know if you see that at all. Yeah. I like the message of grace. I think that for me, that resonates with me just because I think we we're learning to be parents of teenagers. Right now we've got two teenagers in the house. The majority of our kids are teenagers, and I've never dealt with anything like this. Yeah, and they're atypical teenagers. They're not the run of the mill. The story, the the problems that all my contemporaries are having with their teenage kids, I'm having a whole different set of problems. Um, but yeah, but this is my first time going through, it, and I kind of like that. Have grace. This this is my first time. Yeah, definitely. I guess I'm saying that for myself because I can kind of beat myself up. Yeah, and if if you're wanting to make mom friends, I think one of the things 
I would recommend is being that kind of mom that is so gracious mm-hmm. to like all these different mom types. I mean, I, I cringe thinking back on who I was as like a baby newbie mom. I'm like, oh my gosh. I <laughs> like my first kid, it was like, oh, he had all like homemade organic foods and whatever. And my second was like, oh, someone gave him a donut. Okay, okay, I guess we're eating donuts now. And my third, I'm like, as long as you're not going to choke on it, you can eat it. I don't care. You know what I mean? (laughs) But if you had told me, you know, when I had my firstborn, like, just let him eat whatever. As long as he doesn't choke, it doesn't matter. I would have been like, excuse me, like, I know what I'm doing. This is my kid and whatever. You know, like, you don't know what you don't know. So having grace with yourself as you're figuring it all out and not trying to be, you know, you don't know it all. So recognizing that, but then also, you know, giving grace to other parents because, we don't know what they're going through. They don't. We don't know what they've tried and haven't tried, and what works and hasn't worked. Um, and you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. if you're not in it, you don't know. You know. Yeah. I'm chuckling at a story that I heard from somebody once about cloth diapers. They had. They decided to do cloth diapers for their first kid. I did. And then the second one, they're like, <laughs> "You did. You yeah. were going to do cloth diapers." Oh, I did them for my first. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it lasted like two months with my second, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." That was the story. It was yeah. like the first one. It was diligent. You like bought into it oh, yeah. philosophically, and then after doing that, I mean, kids, I was so judgy of yeah. people throwing away diapers. Kids, you know how much waste that is, and listen, how they don't break down. And, I mean, and oh, I'm yeah, on board right with there. that. There's yeah. a real problem. Diapers are a serious yeah, problem. They're not great. And yet. There's so many convenient. of them. There's so many of them. It's <laughs> so convenient. I mean, how many diapers do you think that we changed over three kids? I, you know what? Thousands and as thousands. As soon as you said that, all I could think was diaper genies and when they break and like this, you just like oh. diapers. Oh. That whole stage. Oh gosh. If Don't do going, the math. Don't do no. the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the money. Anywho. So I was a, I was a Huggies blogger. So it was really great. Huggies was one of yeah. the first ones who started doing blogger, blogging stuff. And the best thing was that I did not pay for a diaper for my entire, like my second child. Like not a single it is a diaper. Nice. It was oh, yeah. so much. I money. wish that I had the discipline or maybe I just didn't have the systems to be able to tackle cloth diapers. Kudos to the people that have figured that out. But it was just funny that they're like, yeah, well, that happened with one kid. And then after that, it was meh. It, yeah, it's just weird. Like f- I hear a lot of people who are like super lonely like as moms and some of the time it's just because they're in like crisis or they're just whatever but sometimes it's because they're kind of bitchy and this sounds bad but like they have these opinions they believe it is just this way and honestly it's just not going to bring a lot of people to you like I was a big nurser I nursed my first daughter for 18 months and I blogged about a little bit and people these like people who are so pro nursing is the only way they'd come to me like what you know thank you for championing I'm like Oh, no, like I would give anything for her to take a bottle of formula. She won't. It's literally the only way I can get her to shut up. Like, and I make a lot of milk and it's cheap. But yeah. yet, like, I I would love to give my daughter some formula so my husband could help me at night. But, like, I I just think, like, we don't know anything. Like, we, yeah. we think we know so much. It's like we're, we're when you're teenagers and you think you know everything. It's like every stage you think you're just so aware and then – yeah, you know, at this point we we're like, dude, there's a thousand different ways to parent. And if you make them feel safe and loved as 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 exactly as they are and feed them and spend some time with them, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Like and you're gonna have a lot more friends and be a lot more inviting to other people if you show them that however their parenting is okay too. My mind is going to COVID all of a sudden and thinking of how we reacted to COVID and people got very rigid in their beliefs, regardless of what their position was, mask, no mask, you know, infectious, not infectious, blah, 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 whatever. But people got so, at this time of stress, they got really opinionated 
and very judgy of other people. And I wonder if there's a correlation with parenthood. Like you're in this place of, when I look back on it, I think, yeah, I can't believe that I wasn't terrified more often. Taking this new baby home and having nobody to tell yeah, us how like, to do it. Are you seriously going to let nobody's us take this Nobody's going to even check if I had this baby. I was, I thought that they were going to check if I even had it buckled right. Yeah. No one checked that buckle. I'm like, do you want to come and see it? They're like, this is your baby. Yeah. You figure it out. I thought, wait, what? I think though you said terrified, and I think that's a good way to say it, is that when we are afraid, often we don't have the tools to know what to do with that fear. And being a parent is fearful. Being a mom is fearful. And like not being able to take care of yourself when you're sick and you have to take care of someone else is fearful. I didn't realize how much fear I would feel, feel as a parent. And then you add the normal fear of being a parent and then covid and like not knowing what's real, what what's not real, what am I putting in my body? Should I do this? Like fear makes us react often very poorly. And that's why at the same time, I also say there were some people who reacted really, I thought they weren't great during COVID, but I try to give them some grace because I realized we were all afraid. We put our kids in zombie camp. Like we literally sent our kids to a zombie school. It wasn't zombie, but like an all outdoor school that ended up being crazy because we all were just so desperately fearful that our kids aren't going to go to school. Trying like, to do the right thing. Yeah, we tried right. to do the right thing. Some so many people try mistakes. to do the right thing. and But when you're afraid, you you reach out and you try to find something stable. Even if you have to create it in your mind, you set standards. And if you can stick to those standards, and that gives you some level of control, I think. And man, looking back on it, that's what I just... It took me years to understand the lack of control as parents. You think that you can control your kids, but man, they're in home accidents all the time. And some kids are just freaking crazy and their energy is nonstop and they're running into walls and jumping off things head first. And you're not in control of Do you remember so many what my mom these said? things. This was so crazy. So my first daughter, love her. She's wonderful. But she was a nightmare baby and toddler. And she had temper tantrums, like horrific temper tantrums. I couldn't take her anywhere. So Shane and I didn't go on a date for the first 18 months. Ever. We went on one day and we got called home within 20 minutes. We did not take her to, like, literally, I was at home. I can't even talk. Okay. I went through some stuff. But, like, yeah. the first two years of having a baby, I basically didn't leave my house at all. I couldn't go to the park. She was just crazy. And my mom said, You know, before I saw your, or, you know, Lydia, I thought that all kids who threw temper tantrums like that must be beaten at home, must be, like, wow. abused. And what that, like, stuck with me because I thought, is that what people think? Do people think that this child who is having these crazy temper tantrums is abused at home when really I'm I'm giving my entire existence over to this child who has needs that I don't understand? And I was lonely in it and afraid in it and it and I and I had no support system. And I I just wanted to just scream out like this is my first time. I'm trying so hard. Yeah. And I wanted moms not who were like-minded. I hate when people say find like like-minded. I wanted people who were just kind. Like yeah. be kind always. Like that's what I wanted so badly as a mom, but I I didn't find it for like years and I was very very lonely because I felt judged by having a child who just acted not the norm, mm -hmm. you know, not what I was seeing on social media and yeah, and blogs. It's, it's so easy, I feel like, to judge parents, whether, you know, if they're in a different stage, you're like, oh, gosh, they're going through that. Or, oh, if when I'm a parent or when I have kids that way or my kids would never or whatever. But, 
again, yeah, we don't, we are not in control of our kids. They are not us. They are not many us. I remember a, a memory with my oldest when he was probably like two and we went somewhere and someone asked him directly a question like, Hey, how are you doing? And he was like shying away. And I was like, what do I do here? Like, mm -hmm. do I jump in for him? Do I push him to talk even though he clearly doesn't want to? I was like, Oh gosh, like it was, it was the first time where I was like, you're not me because when someone talks to me, I say hi back and I start up a conversation and you know what I yeah. mean? It was like, Oh, you're not, I'm not in control of you. Mm -hmm. You're not me. Like, and that inner monologue that you had in your mind is happening all the time. Right. We're always thinking, wait, what do I do here? What right. should I do? What's the standard? Or you do something and then you're like, dang, I wish I didn't do that, but it's already done. So, you know, and, and that's what people see. Yeah. Yeah. I had to really disconnect from like thinking like, how are people judging me, me through my children? Cause I was like, I don't care. Like I, I saw that so much from parents who were like using their children as my kids will be successful in this so that it makes me look this way. And I'm like, dude, that's just setting everyone up for failure. And I'm like, they're going to be exactly who they want to be. I need to show them that they're safe and loved as that, you know? And it's like, I, I was actually friends with someone and <laughs> her son, like, totally punched my son at school, right? Like totally punched him at school. And they handled it at school. Never talked to her about it, like at all, because she did not want her son to punch my kid. Right. It wasn't her fault. She was not a bad mom. She's her punching her kid at home. No, yeah. like she has a kid who had not quite mastered, you know, self-control. Self -control, yeah. And I get that. And it was like, we never talked about it. We never had it out because I'm like, She's a good mom and all of our kids are going to make some choices. And like, it was fine. It was really no big Once deal. Once you can grasp that, I feel like parenthood is a whole different thing, a whole different world. <laughs> yeah, it is. And a lot, a lot more friendly and like, mm -hmm. and it's always stressful. Why, why just not take yeah. that part out of it? Yeah. I was thinking about that example. Like he never hit our son again, but they still had interactions through the rest, through the rest of the school year and listening to, some of the ways that this kid behaved, it just unfolded that, man, that mom had her hands full. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She really had her hands full. And yeah, if I were in, his, in her position, I'd be struggling to figure out how to manage my kids too. Yeah. Let's just have a little bit more grace with each other. Well, any final recommendations from the group on what to do during the droll months? Yeah, you know, one of the best pieces, I don't like to give parenting advice because, again, like, we're all in different worlds and mm -hmm. you're probably trying different things and I don't know about them and whatever. And what works for me might not work for you and whatever. But um, one of the best pieces of advice that I feel like I've ever heard with kids and parenting is there's not much that water or fresh air can't solve. Have you ever heard yeah. that one? Mm -mm. And I feel like that's so true. So stick them in the bathtub. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do a lot of baths. Yeah. You know, I actually posted about that the other day. I was like, well, what do you guys do in the bathtub to play with, you know, like what kind of fun stuff do you have? So people do like uh, glow sticks or mm -hmm. um, paint in the bathtub. So then it's all, you know, contained in, in there or bring in Legos or have a disco light and turn off the lights or popsicles because they're, they're in the bathtub. You get messy, you can wash it off. Um, or, you know, go outside into the fresh air. It, it changes how you're feeling getting out of the house and just getting outside, whether that's walking around the block or, you know, shooting hoops in the driveway or something, or going to a park or going to the foothills or, you know, driving up to Bogus Basin and getting outside. Um, but fresh air and water solve a lot of things. So I love it. Yeah. That's my only piece of parenting advice. <laughs> oh, I have one piece of parenting advice that I, I've held to 
strongly. It's called, uh, I actually heard uh, my uh, friend who, his Asian mom said this. She would say, I know work today. That's exactly what she'd say. And I would say to my kids, hey, it's an I know work today. And it was so much fun because it was actually like the most fun day. So we would go to the gas station and we would, I'd let them all pick out some stuff and like free popcorn and like the crappy hot dogs or whatever, right? And then they knew they could do anything they wanted as long as they cleaned up afterwards. They could watch all the TV they wanted, but they had to leave me completely alone. And I would lay on the couch and I'd read a book. And it was like, it because I made it an event and I felt like it, it, like it was a kind of special day because sometimes I was losing my mind and that burnout was something that I knew I was not, I wasn't going on a vacation and I wasn't going on a big date night because we just, we didn't have babysitters. But I, I would like give me, I would give these set times where I'm like, mom's not working today. You know how dad sometimes takes work off? I'm taking work off today. And like, it gave me this like, moment of respite that like kind of kept me sane and I, I really look forward to those days and yeah. I drank a lot of diet, diet coke and ate a lot of chocolate and watched stupid tv and, and they did too and they're still here and yeah. those are fun memories yeah and I took pictures of them yeah. and they're in my scrapbooks or my yeah. chat books on Instagram and I you know and I, I I just um I the years are very long and those days aren't gonna mean a lot like you're, it's not ruining your children, but it might keep you sane enough that you can enjoy them the next day. Yeah. Becca, thank you so much for coming to yeah, our for home. Sure. This awesome, is super fun. awesome recommendations. Thanks. And I've got a few. Yeah. <laughs> Follow along for more. Yeah. Tell us all the places that people can find you. Yeah. So Boise with Kids is boisewithkids.com. So I'm working on updating the website right now. So it might look different by the time anyone comes to see it, but, um, you can find the events calendar there, features, um, tips and tricks for all kinds of things to do. And then I'm on Instagram way too much, uh, <laughs> at Boise with kids. Um, and also on Facebook. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for all that, that you're doing. And thanks to all the moms out there that are raising kids. Cheers. And the dads too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise bubble podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at The Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time. The Boise Bubble podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more.